Um, we have been journeying through this little book. It's been awesome. It's been a great journey. Um, and, and I want to give you a recap real fast, and the recap will be on the screen. If this is your first Sunday with us, we've been journeying through Habakkuk for four weeks. And, and this is the recap. We began with an irritated Habakkuk. That's how the whole book started. Uh, there's this guy named Habakkuk. Um, there's a lot of evil going on in his day. The nation of Israel is just wrecked with evil, and chaos abounds, and he's miffed. He don't get it. He don't understand, and he's asking the question, God, I love you, but what on earth are you doing? And, and so that's how the book begins. And then God gives a gracious response. And the gracious response was this, Habakkuk, I, I know. I know what's going on. I know it's more than you can handle, but I'm going to blow your mind by what I'm actually doing that you don't understand. In the midst of your chaos, Habakkuk, I'm doing more than you could dream. And then he spills it out in a gracious response by saying, hey, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to raise up a group of people that you hate, and they're going to conquer y'all. And then I'm going to raise up another group that you hate even worse, and they're going to conquer everybody. What do you like about that, Habakkuk, and what do you not like? And, and so that's how his response was. It, it's, it was awesome kind of in the same way that Brussels sprouts are awesome. Um, I know they're good for me, but I don't like the taste of that. And so then Habakkuk obviously is confused. So we've got an irritated Habakkuk, a gracious response, and then he's confused. Basically Habakkuk says, God, either you've lost your mind or I have lost my mind. So I'm going to back up and remember what I know to be true. I know that you're good. I know that you're just. I know that you're righteous. And in doing so, he gets more confused and goes, okay, I'm not crazy, God, you're crazy. And he turns back into irritated Habakkuk. And so he just kind of vents, vomits. And if you remember the end of that passage, he says, okay, I sh maybe shouldn't have done that. Now I'm going to go hide in my watchtower because I'm pretty sure that you're going to come rebuke me. Do you guys remember this? Right? So we've got an irritated Habakkuk, gracious response, now confused Habakkuk. And so last week, God comes back with another response. It is not as gracious. It's incredibly blunt. So he gives this blunt response, and he says, All right, Habakkuk, you've asked how long, and you've asked what I'm doing. Brother, get out your calendar and get out your journal, because this is about to go down. And he lays out all these dooms. And so he lays out... Uh, doom if you are greedy for wealth. Doom if you're focused on human security. Doom if you love community approval. Doom if you drink in the world's uh, happiness. Doom if you worship idols. I'm going to crush those. I'm going to crush anybody who is related to that type stuff. And basically, I'm going to paraphrase, he wraps it up by saying, so slow your roll and know your roll and shut your pie hole, Habakkuk. And he quite literally says that. Be silent before me at the end of this. And so he's blunt with him. And so how does Habakkuk, how does Habakkuk respond is where we land today. So that kind of gives you a view. We'll go ahead and spoil it. At the end of chaos, Habakkuk just worships. At the end of his confusion, he just responds in worship. And his response is how we all should respond at the end of anything we're wrestling with in chaos in our life. That's the point of the book of Habakkuk. So if you're going, what was the whole point? That was it. At the end of anything you are wrestling with that's chaotic in your life, the right response in the end is to shut up and worship. 
Now, that doesn't demean everything that he asks. We can ask questions and the Lord is gracious to hear our questions. But at the end, if it doesn't terminate in worship, something went wrong. And that's where it gets to. He responds with four fruits, petition, adoration, repentance, and rejoicing. And so we're not going to cover all four of those. That was my idea. I was like, okay, well, let's just hit all four of those. We'll wrap it up. We'll get the thanksmas. We'll replace the turkeys with inflatable trees. We'll, we'll hang some wreaths, and we'll get right on into Christmas, okay? Like some of y'all have done in your houses already. You've already put up the tree. All of you are heretics. <laughs> uh, but anyways, but for brevity and clarity, I just want to do one. And I think it'll make sense as we dive into it. So I'm going to pray that the Lord would honor the text, and then let's just do that. Today will perhaps be the shortest sermon in the history of Safe Haven Church. However, perhaps maybe the longest response. Let's pray together. God, if you would, if you'd be gracious to us, two verses. That in and of itself is an anomaly at our church, Lord. You know that. Um, But if you would, just from two verses, if you would draw our hearts near and close to you, then we can walk away having worshipped the living God of the universe. Then that will be success in our gathered body today. Jesus, for your glory, I pray these things, and in your name I ask. Amen. So at the end of chaos... Habakkuk first responds in one word, petition. Petition. So let's look at this. Verse 1. A prayer of Habakkuk, the prophet, according to Shigianoth. Now that's a fun word. So let's say it together. Turn to somebody to your right and say Shigianoth. To your left, tell them Shigianoth. And wipe the spit off their face that you just put on there. It's a bizarre little word, right? A prayer of Habakkuk, the prophet, according to Shigianoth. Um, O Lord, I've heard the report of you and your work. O Lord, do I fear. In the midst of the years, revive it. In the midst of your years, make it known. In wrath, remember mercy. So he responds at the end of all his chaos with a petition asking something very specific. And that's what I want to look at today. So it's a ping pong match, right? Ping pong I'm mad at this, you respond with this. I'm mad at this, you respond with this. And so this ping-pong match is over, and so Habakkuk breaks out quite literally in song. That's what that word shigianoth means. It means something set to, a song set to instrument, or a certain tempo. Okay, so it could mean either one of those. Commentators are divided. Nobody really knows what it means other than this is the only time in the Bible this word is ever used. And it refers to the fact that he stops at the end of his arguing with God and just prays. And he responds in worship to a song. Quite literally sets his prayer to song. And so as we go through this text, maybe some of you would be like the song of Mary when the angel came to her and she responds with this glorious in excelsis Deo, right? Blessed am I among women, you know. Oh, Lord, you're gracious. Maybe that's how you'll hear it as we read through it. Uh, maybe some of you will be the smooth sound of a saxophone, just playing in the background. It's, it's smooth jazz. Kenny G is how this prayer is. Uh, I prefer to think of this in terms of a background music with West Coast rap. Um, so in my head, it's something like, bump, 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 bump. Boom, boom. It's, I, I, you know, 
whatever it is, but it's set to tone, it's set to tempo. That's what this text means. So now some of your heads just went to Dr. Dre, and now we've got to rewind them back in. Don't go to Dr. Dre, all right? All right. But that's what this text is getting at, okay? And in the point. So it's set to song. At the end of his response in Ping Pong Matches the song, and the point is this. God has bluntly and violently told Habakkuk, here's exactly what I'm going to do, and Habakkuk doesn't run and hide. He's not blown away by the fact that God responds the way he does, which Habakkuk doesn't like. Have you ever had a question with God? He responds in a way you don't like, and what do you do? Go run and hide? Habakkuk presses in more. He says, I don't get it, God. I don't even like it. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to sing. Have you responded that way? That's what he goes to. And so he presses in. It causes him to talk more, not less. And what does he petition the Lord for at the end of his questions? At the end of his questions, remember, he's miffed that the nation of Israel has evil everywhere. So at the end of it, he doesn't go, okay, God, I'm confused. Let's talk more about this evil. Or he doesn't go, God, would you take a lightning bolt and zap the Chaldeans and be done with all of this? He doesn't. How he responds is, God, I need specifically, point number two and our last point, to see you. I just need to see you. That's what I need at the end of my questions, God. Not for you to do something for me. I just need to see you. I need to touch you. I need to taste you. I need you to... You see that word? Revive? I need you to revive your presence and your power in our nation and in my heart. That's what the word revival really means. I know most of us grew up with revivals happening everywhere. We're going to have two weeks of revival. Well, that's... (laughs) I'm just going to be honest with you. That's a pretty bold statement to say that you're going to have revival, which is something only God can do. We're going to bring in this guy and he's going to pull off revival. Well, That's a pretty powerful dude then, right? God, we need revival, meaning we just need to sit in your midst. That's all I need. At the end of my questions, I need you to show yourself. So, how do you respond at the end of your wrestling with God? Your questions? Your confusion? Is it more questions and confusion? Or does it ever terminate in stopping and going, God, I I need you. Maybe some practical illustrations. God, I've got this wayward child. And I will give up my life if you'll just bring my child back. Bring him back to your heart. Or does it terminate in, God, I've got this wayward child. And right now, I just need to see your face, God. Or or maybe this, God, I'm down to 84 cents in my bank account. God, I'm wrestling with you. I am down to 84 cents. This was me and Julie Beth last week. So we're sliding into Julie Beth's paycheck. Sometimes I think I tell y'all too much. (laughs) And and that's that's not my point. I'm just, like, we can be real with one another, right? I'm not the only one that's ever, that's happened to, okay? All right, amen. We're, We're sliding on in. We're cruising on in. And at the end of that, is it, God, we're cruising in. If you'll just... Let me win the lottery or whatever. Or is it, God, we're sliding on in. And God, 
I just need you to let me feel your presence. It's a big difference, isn't it? Or this. God, that health report is brutal and it's not changing. So God, what I need you to do is bring a miracle and bring a doctor or is it that health report is not changing and so Lord, my heart needs revival. Would you just come sit with me a while? You see the difference? Maybe another illustration. God, that divorce is brutal that we're going through. It's brutal. And God, what I need you to do is give my ex leprosy (laughs) for the love of all that is holy. Would you just give them leprosy? Or is it this divorce is brutal and it's ripping my heart apart? Lord, so what I need you to do is would you teach me to sing? Totally different, isn't it? Or, or let me, one more. The opposite. Lord, my singleness is driving me crazy. Where is my helpmate? Or is your response, God, tell me more about how you carved the Grand Canyons and hung the stars in place. So at the end of wrestling with God over anything, our response has to be in a healthy way Lord, I just need to see you and be revived and your glory be made known. So, Lord, I petition you for more of you. That's what I need. And when that happens, as believers, we know things change, don't they? To the unbeliever, that's absurd. That is absurd. And it's absurd because an unbeliever doesn't know what it feels like to have the presence of the Lord in your midst. Which is why unbelievers begin to appeal to things like the flying spaghetti God. You've heard of this. Some of you have heard of this. That's a real thing. It's called Pastafarianism. <laughs> I swear to you I'm not making that up. That is not a Troyism. I, I, we make up a lot of words here, but I swear to you I'm not making that up. And it's, it's a joke. It's a joke among unbelievers. Well, I'll just appeal to the flying spaghetti God, right? And the reason they do that is because they've never felt what happens when the Lord just shows up. But a believer knows exactly why Habakkuk goes here. Because he can't answer his questions. He can't understand why God's responding the way he's responding. So he just says, I know the best thing I can do is shut up and you just flood the room with you. That's what I need. Because in your presence, things change. So an unbeliever gets this. You know that peace when the Lord floods your room, don't you? You felt that, hadn't you? Or maybe in your car. You're not... So whoever's still listening to West Coast rap right now, let's switch it. You're listening to Shane and Shane, who's obviously going to be singing in heaven next to the throne. But You're listening to Shane and Shane and a song pops off and all of a sudden the Lord floods your car. You know what I'm talking about? That feeling comes in and everything else just disappears. Believers, you get this, don't you? All right, I'll I'll wrap it up. (laughs) Family vacations when I was growing up. Most of you guys know my dad for half my life was a pastor. And um, so our family vacations were going to conferences. Like, all, while all y'all were skimboarding and doing all that stuff on the beach, whatever, we're sitting there in conferences, right? And so I remember being at South Carolina at a conference, and 
Of course, we would go to visit the church that he was speaking at on Sunday, and here I am in, in a Sunday school room. I don't know anybody there. And I'm just nauseous. It's probably about, I don't know, about eight. I was just nauseous. I, just, I, didn't, I didn't want to be there. My brother had gone on to his class, my sister, and I'm here with a bunch of kids that I don't know, and, and so I'm just, I'm just, ugh. And the teacher came and sat down beside me, and she said, uh, it's going to be okay, <laughs> you know. And then he kind of nudged me and was like, I know you do this quite often. You should be used to this, you know. And uh, I'm sitting there, and she's just like, it's going to be fine. Just hang on. Just, just give it a minute. So the 30 minutes goes by. And sure enough, my mom comes walking in the room. <laughs> and I'm telling you, when she walked in the room, every bit of nauseousness I had, gone. She didn't have to come in and say anything. She didn't have to come in and touch me. All she had to do was walk in the room. And when she walked in the room, her very presence put me at peace. That's where Habakkuk ends his wrestling with God. Going, I don't have the answers, God. You don't make sense. What on earth? And God says, Habakkuk, Will you worship me? And he goes, you're right. Daddy, I just need you to walk in the room. Because like the psalmist said, to taste you and to see you is for my good. So how about we just end the day with that as the band comes back up? Through this series, maybe you identify with Habakkuk. I mean, you're probably not ticked off that the nation of Israel is experiencing evil or the Chaldeans are going to crush them. I mean, you're probably not. But if the Holy Spirit of the living God has been gracious to you like he's been gracious to me, you've probably thought about things you've wrestled or wrestling with, right? And at the end of that, has it birthed more questions? Or have you just paused and said, hey, I, just, I need you, God. I need you to revive you your works, your glory in my heart. Lord, would you just sit with me a while? So we're just going to sing today. And we're going to respond in a chance for you to just meet with the Lord and petition Him specifically that He'd sit with you.